I was dying laughing when my grandfather said, turn down that radio so I can see. Or like the time he went to a Burger King and tried to order a Big Mac. Clearly, he just wasn't focused. After all the stimuli that we're faced with every day, it's no surprise that we miss our turns, we forget our wallet, we leave our phone, or even leave the trunk open. We're just not focused. If you struggle in this area, I've got a word for you. In this episode of A Word with Anthony Walker. Focus, noun, the center of interest or activity, the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. This was long before the days of GPS and even before the days of MapQuest. This was during the days that you were told the directions and any good man was only told once. So as we rode, I was listening to music and a good song came on. So I turned it up a little and sang along with it. And all of a sudden, my grandfather says, turn down that radio so I can see. I obeyed, but I sat there and wondered what? Then I burst into laughter. He was just trying to focus. But the other one just took the cake. We pull up to a Burger King Well, let me set the stage. So where we lived, there was a Burger King and a McDonald's right across the street from each other. And depending on which way you were going, you would be at either place. So if you were leaving town, one is right on your right. And if you were coming back into town, the other is right on your right. Well, this particular day we were leaving, but he took a left and turned into Burger King. And as we waited in the drive-thru, we finally get up to the screen to order. And he says, "Um, yes, I'd like to get a Big Mac combo. And my grandmother, she nudged him and said, no, no, you mean a Whopper. And he corrected her. I know what I'm doing. I ought to know I come here all the time. And I'm on the back seat just rolling. It was a long day, a long, long day for him. He worked long hours. He, he had a side business and He was a great man of service, so he was always doing things to help others. This was just a lapse in focus. We've all been there, even those who think they're laser focused. I recall sitting in the middle school gym. It was during Christmas and a local bank had adopted our school and many of the employees came to sing carols to us. Well, during many assemblies, I would just take out my notepad and start drawing. But this time I was particularly tuned in to the drawing, not the program. Anyway, as I'm sitting there getting lost in this artwork, in the back of my mind, I can hear this chant, this singing. Good morning. Good morning. And for some reason, it was hitting a special spot in the singer in me. I kept drawing, but that melodious sound, and I mean, it was catchy too. Then all of a sudden, I tilt back my head and blurt out, good morning, good morning. And the whole gym full of students turned and looked at me. 
I guess the song they were singing in the program just broke my focus or something. It resonated with me. I was so embarrassed. Speaking of blurting out, in Luke chapter 12, the Bible tells us of a time that Jesus was in town and the crowd rushed around him. The text says that people were trampling over one another. And he starts teaching, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that it will not be known. And all the while, there was a man standing in the crowd. He's steaming mad. I could imagine the scowl on his face, his arms folded. Jesus still teaching. Are there not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, Jesus was really dropping some pearls in this lesson. And if you know anything about Jesus, so much of his teaching is layered and dense. You've got to be paying attention, thinking and processing. He continues. Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, the son of man will also confess him before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. This guy is still standing there, just mad. Jesus still teaching. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, don't worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, the man stands up and yells, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. What? This completely unrelated, unnecessary outburst in the middle of the lesson was uncalled for. Everyone is thrown off guard. And just to think, he stood there the whole time not hearing, not listening, not processing a word that was said. He was steaming over this disagreement with his brother. Sometimes we do that too. We will be driving home angry and miss our turn. With all of the stimuli that we have going on in our lives on a daily basis, it's a wonder that we're able to focus on anything at all. Research is showing that the average adult attention span, which is about 20 minutes, is actually beginning to decline. This is due to more and more things grabbing our attention. Think back to the definition. You remember, right? Focus, the center of interest or activity. I have found that even for myself, I'm so used to having multiple things happening at once, focusing on one thing can be difficult. Can you really clean up the room in silence? No, you got to have some cleaning up the room music. And if you're cleaning up the room to cleaning up the room music, if your song comes on, you have to sing along. And if you sing along, you kind of got to dance a little bit too. Then somebody may call and 
And then you got to start the whole song all over again. So when you pick up your phone to replay the song, well, you've got notifications and now you're answering those notifications and you're sitting on the side of the bed, scrolling through social media and YouTube. Now you're caught up in the YouTube suggested videos. And what about that DIY project you've been thinking about? Huh? I wonder if they have any YouTube videos about that. Oh, wow. Now that's interesting. Well, I guess I better start dinner. Clothes are still sitting all over the place and you loaded the washer and put the detergent in, but didn't start the washer. Focus. And these are just a few incidences that occur regularly, but they also spill over into other aspects of life. There are those that know that they want to go to college, but don't know the major. So they just go. Then there are those that start a job just to have a job. Do you really want this to be your career? But the clock is ticking and bills are due. So you just go to work. At least you have a job. And there are those that live week to week from interest to interest without having or producing a clear vision. When I think about the word focus, one of the first things that comes to mind is photography. My wife and I run a photography business. Well, she runs it. I, I help. And one of the interesting things about taking photos is the lens that you use. All these lenses have different characteristics. For example, there's one lens that is good at focusing on a single object, which is fairly close with clarity, but the background is blurred. There's another lens that is good at a broad focus, but only to a certain depth. And even another lens that can focus both near and far on single items and many items, but it always has to be adjusted to get a clear image. Now, how does that relate? Well, there are those like the first lens where they can focus on one or two things fairly close, clearly, but the background isn't clear. That may be you and that's fine. But if that's you, you need to know that about yourself. You can do well in that arena. You ever heard of a company called Apple? They sell primarily six different products with a few variants and a couple of services. Yet they are one of the top most valuable companies in the world. They aren't trying to have more products than the next company. They are focused on making the few things that they offer exceptional. They don't try to focus on background critiques of anyone else. Why don't you have more of this? And why don't you do more of that? No, nope. they just know their identity and their area of focus. There are those like the second lens I talked about. You may be able to have a broad focus on a few things, but not too deeply. As long as you understand, there are professional teams that are led by one or two stars, but then there are teams that may have eight or nine guys that may not be exceptional, but they function exceptionally well as a great unit. They know their roles and they work them well. There are those like the last lens. You can focus near and far, 
close up and on a single item or far away on more items. But adjustments have to be made. I can't have a far scope while trying to tackle what's right in front of me. I must adjust my focus. Sometimes I look at the forest. Other times I look at the trees. But we all must adjust. Really, we all have to adjust our focus from time to time. And that's the key of focused people. Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, wise people listen and add to their learning. It's kind of a way of saying wise people do wise things. Similarly, focused people recalibrate and adjust their focus. Focused people are focused on focusing. And unfocused people, well, Let's look at some of the characteristics in comparison. Unfocused people usually don't have a clear vision, whereas focused people seek to have a clear vision. When you look through the lens of your future, is it clear? At minimum, is the goal that you have before you, is that in focus? Unfocused people don't have a plan. Focused people operate by a plan. It's one thing to say, by the end of the year, I'm going to save $5,000. But it's a completely different thing to say, I'm going to save $5,000 by the end of the year by setting aside X amount from each paycheck and saving any extra income. Do you see the difference? Unfocused people are easily distracted. Focused people work to clear out distractions. I think back to the days of spring cleaning. The older generations would clean their houses in the spring. And no, not by turning on the robot vacuum or hiring a cleaning service. They would literally take everything out of the house, furniture and all, sit it in the yard, and deep clean the entire house. Just think how focused you would be if you cleaned out, I mean deep cleaned out your closet or deep cleaned and organized your calendar or even deep cleaned your mind. I'm sure it would enhance your focus. The Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 12, lay aside every weight that so easily entangles us. He's referring to track runners. They wear light clothing, tank tops, high cut shorts, and extremely light shoes. Why? Because they don't want anything to hold them back from running the race with endurance. Unfocused people are usually running behind. Focused people work hard to be ahead of schedule. You've heard of that hard worker mantra, if you're not early, you're late. If you're not focused, you're usually unorganized. And if you're unorganized, you're usually having to find what you need or or you're eating on the run or you're just always trying to catch up. One way to get a leg up on the next day and assist in your focus is to set a part of today as a part of preparation and planning for tomorrow. 
I'll never forget my college art days. I remember one of my classes was a two-hour class, and that's usual for those art classes. But what made this one particular class unique is that my professor used the last 30 minutes of class as cleanup and preparation. So we would have instruction and work for about an hour and 30 minutes. But then we had 30 minutes, literally one fourth of the allocated time set aside for cleanup and preparation. You had time to clean your brushes thoroughly. You had time to wash your hands well, clean your workstation and organize everything. You left class ready for the next class. And when you arrived, it was as if someone had prepared your workstation for you. They did. They were you. You can do the same on a daily basis. No, you don't have to spend a quarter of your day preparing and planning for the next day. But whatever amount of time you spend, 30 minutes, an hour, It will aid in your focus for the next day. Unfocused people tend to be worriers. Focused people tend to be self-assured. When you're always running late and often behind and missing assignments and deadlines, worry is always nearby. Did I send this off in time? Will I have enough money in the account when the debit hits? It's already six months and I haven't come close to accomplishing my goal. My mentor would often say, diligence is its own reward. The time, the work, the diligence, the effort are all seeds that grow great produce. Unfocused people tend to have disordered priorities. Now, on a later podcast, I'll dive deeper into that word, priorities. But suffice it to say, focused people keep the main thing the main thing. Now, let me be the first to acknowledge that's not easy. One thing my mentor shared with me as I entered into the ministry, he told me that everything that comes across your desk is an attend. And what he did is he ranked things, 10 being the most important and most urgent, and one being the least urgent and least important. Everything cannot be a 10. Even if you had 10 things on your desk and all are very important, you're still going to approach one first. What that pearl of wisdom helped me to understand is the importance of of prioritizing. Sometimes the first thing you need to attack on your list is ordering your list itself. Getting your priorities in order will go a long way in helping your focus. As we get back to the narrative in Luke chapter 12, Jesus responded to that outburst by telling a parable. The parable was about a farmer who had a huge harvest a huge surplus. He says to himself, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? Now, to me, the very question suggests a lack of planning. What shall I do? I have no room. 
Did you not consider and anticipate the harvest or what would happen in case of a surplus? Furthermore, have you considered the purpose of the garden? I know you may think I'm being hard on this fellow, but hear me out. To some degree, all that we do will have an impact on others. The surplus for my garden could initially be an opportunity for some canning in preparation for a potential harsh winter. But it could also be a huge opportunity and a huge blessing to the community. However, the enemy does some of his most dangerous work with the unfocused. Keep this in mind. Unbudgeted money, unbudgeted time usually results in an unbudgeted and unfocused life. When we aren't focusing on God's purpose, we tend to focus on ourselves. You know what the farmer said? I'll just tear down my barns and build bigger barns. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods left up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Jesus was ultimately trying to get this brother who was angry about an inheritance to really focus on what matters. The inheritance may come and go, but the relationship with his brother is most valuable. And right now that's on the line. Sometimes we can focus on trivial things when that which matters gets blurred into the background. <laughs> There's my photography reference again. I've got hundreds and hundreds of pictures that I thought were good when I shot them, but due to my not being steady, I focused on an insignificant leaf and the waterfall in the background is out of focus. Or I focused on a tree and the couple in front of the tree, they're blurred and out of focus. I know it happens. Let's recalibrate and refocus. On what are you focused? How can you adjust your focus? Like a photographer, do you need to step back? Do you need to step forward? Are you looking at the forest? Are you focusing on the trees? I'd love to hear about it. Thank you for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.